Professor Slughorn wants to study a disease that infects the udders of cows, causing a 10% decrease in their milk production. Professor Sprout wants to study whether cows suffer mentally when they are separated from their calves. Assuming that the amount of money is limited and that it is impossible to finance both research projects, which one should be funded? There is no scientific answer to this question. There are only political, economic, and religious answers. In today's world, it is obvious that Slughorn has a better chance of getting the money. Not because other diseases are scientifically more interesting than bovine mentality, but because the dairy industry, which stands to benefit from the research, has more political and economic clout than the animal rights lobby. Perhaps in a strict Hindu society, where cows are sacred, or in a society committed to animal rights, Professor Sprout would have a better shot. But as long as she lives in a society that values the commercial potential of milk and the health of its human citizens over the feelings of cows, she'd best write up her research proposal so as to appeal to those assumptions. For example, she might write that depression leads to a decrease in milk production. If we understand the mental world of dairy cows, we could develop psychiatric medication that will improve their mood, thus raising milk production by up to 10%. I estimate that there is a global annual market of 250 million for bovine psychiatric medications. Science is unable to set its own priorities. It is also incapable of determining what to do with its discoveries. For example, from a purely scientific viewpoint, it is unclear that we should do with what we should do with our increasing understanding of genetics. Should we use this knowledge to cure cancer? To create a race of genetically engineered supermen? Or to engineer dairy cows with supersized udders? It is obvious that a liberal government, a communist government, a Nazi government, and a capitalist business corporation would use the very same scientific discovery for completely different purposes. And there is no scientific reason to prefer one usage over the others. In short, scientific research can flourish only in alliance with some religion or ideology. The ideology justifies the costs of the research. In exchange, the ideology influences the scientific agenda and determines what to do with the discoveries. 
Hence, in order to comprehend how humankind has reached Alamogordo and the moon, rather than any number of alternative destinations, it is not enough to survey the achievements of physicists, biologists, and sociologists. We have to take into account the ideological, political, and economic forces that shaped physics, biology, and sociology, pushing them in certain directions while neglecting others. Two forces in particular deserve our attention, imperialism and capitalism. The feedback loop between science, empire, and capital has arguably been history's chief engine for the past 500 years. The following chapters analyze its workings. First, we'll look at how the twin turbines of science and empire were latched to one another, and then learn how both were hitched up to the money pump of capitalism.